0: Love Talk Radio
1: Black Freaking Earth Black Welcome to the break. We make heat to play. with these words, whether you're in the burbs or in the hood, on the street curb or corner, cross loads the borders in your middle state. Elevate the thick in the falling line like the interstate. We finna take you on the journey like the other game. Painting perfect pictures without the cellophane. But with those same with destruction. And we're here with ideas for construction. Critique from critics, for cynics. To with we cynics like with the lyrics to biologies, the network that work like Linux. Pivot position, listen when we drop with the in a big I'm mad kind of enough for this rap business. Weak rappers that lack structure. I'm back in this. Leaving half a get
2: tracks ruptured. Black free finger. Free flowing mentality. You want to see things. Reboot to reality. What is morality? Always we thoughtless and scared to wander? I'm about to read. up on godless Americana with my doubt for these? Apologetics. from am Filling empty holes with God aesthetics. It's all connected. It's three one zero nine eight two and 4273. To get through. So turn down your speakers or a fee. Back will disrupt the show and interrupt
1: you. Yo, 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 what's going on everybody, it's your boy MC Brooks, got my man William right here on the line, hey, what's going on we, Will?
2: We, we are live,
1: yes sir We're we, we are, i like, <laughs> like to welcome everybody to the very first edition of a new show on Black Free Thinkers Radio, called the Breakbeat, featuring again myself, MC Brooks, and my man William over there. We'll be bringing you lots of hot topics, hot discussions, and uh, keep you know keeping the conversation flowing and making sure that that we give you guys something to talk about. And hopefully, hold your attention for a good two hours or so. How you feeling today, my man? You good?
2: Ah, gassy too much cheese in my diet and back on my protein yeah. juice again yeah we're bloated <laughs> over here we do, doing all right living in the city hanging hanging around the wrong crowd lately i got to i got i got to stop running with this with this crowd i've been around the dude bros i've been around you know the beer bomb crowd i i, I got to get out i'm too old you know what i'm saying i, I can't do it you know granddad wants to pong? sit down
1: hey you too old for it, beer it, pong the beer pong is fun.
2: That's my show. Yeah, it's because of I mean, where I game. live. I, you know, I'm in between. Um, I'm in between a university and a community college, so I'm just. Uh, I, I, I get older. They stay the same age. I, I got to get out of this area.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, and I know things are probably especially hype because you know the Miami Heat down there just won. So I know Florida is probably ready to riot and whatnot.
2: Oh my goodness, man! Like. Th- like when they they are really into their basketball games, and I don't get like I used to have to pass through downtown every night like real late because I was when, when I worked it back in 2009, and like people would just be drunk. Like some guy just walked up and just grabbed me, just a big dude, because he was just excited and he thought that I should be excited with him about the outcome <laughs> of the most the recent basketball game. And I don't I don't even know who played like I, basketball. I know the Wheaties box. That's about it. Larry Bird, like that's basketball to me,
1: oh man, that's mad, mad old school right there, but um, like I said, so this is um the very first edition of the break featuring myself and william over there um before we before I break down um and get into what we're gonna discuss tonight, first, I'd like to extend um a thank you to Kim for giving me and William the opportunity to to host this show um. You know, I, I, truthfully, I, I never thought I'd ever get a, get an opportunity to ever um, um, to get on BFT radio. So I definitely want to like thank her for giving me giving us the opportunity to have this show. Definitely going to make the most of it. Definitely make sure we bring bring a a dope element to to BFT that that wasn't here or in the build upon. You know, with Kim, Mario, Emmalin, Reina. Uh, Alfred and William beforehand, uh, you know what you guys have already built, and hopefully can build on top of that and progress and, and make this and make this joint dope. Uh, special shout yeah. out to everyone who's in the chat room right now. Uh, what were you saying, man?
2: Oh, I just said yes. Yeah, that, that was an ad lib. <laughs> I'm, I'm hype manning.
1: <laughs> hype manning <laughs> can be the <laughs> split spark, the split start of my of rhymes. Right, yeah, I'm hot? I'm
2: right there. I mean, I'll I'll <laughs> put on the wacky costume. I'm that guy. <laughs>
1: oh, man. All right, so let me get into before before we jump into um jump into uh anything. Um I guess I'll give a little bit of an introduction on myself. We'll get William to talk about himself a little bit, then we'll jump in. Then I'll give you guys a base. We'll give you guys a basic rundown of how we're going to do the show every week, so you guys can kind of know what to expect. Um, and um, kind of give you some ideas of some of the stu- some of the things that we hope to discuss, um, not only tonight but on future shows as well. So my name is MC Brooks. Uh, my real name is Marcus. I hail from Washington D.C. Uh, I've been emceeing for a little over 11 years now. Um, I've been into radio since high school. I hosted my own radio show uh, prior to starting this one called Ashes in the Fall, um, which I did over uh, on Ustream and on uh, WDSU Radio back when I was in college. Um, I've been doing that since I had been doing that since 2009 to 2011, then I, I stopped. I brought it back uh November of last year did it up until May of this year and you know then after that I got a pretty dope opportunity to come on here um and host the show with my man william um like i said i've i've been I've been rapping for about eleven years or so I've got a bunch of projects i did the theme me and William did the theme song for this show um I did the theme song for the r s s speed, which is my colleague Raina's show, which is every other Saturday, um, I have a new project that will be coming out really soon, um, but I can get into more details about uh, all of that stuff later, again, very thankful to be on here, all right, all right, William, bless the people with that info, bro,
2: no, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, wa- <laughs> wa- yeah. while wa- salami bacon, my brothers and sisters, <laughs> shalom, Uh and uh, this one I, I should specifically i i should be um a- answering mario um se- several shows ago i remember i i was listening to um uh, mario and marlene's Emer- program and uh, mario played the um you know the, the theme song the the black free thinkers when we walked by sight and He played that record and then when it was uh, over you know to the, the theme song and he was going into the show he was like uh, uh will father teresa ali you know the man of many names I should explain that. The man of many names, in 1996, uh, picked up the pen and said, we're going to be rappers, uh, me and my dude Feist. And I was like, well, we're trying to come up with names. And he was like, you should be, um, you should be Relic. Uh, that'd be Killer backwards. And I was like, uh, why don't I make it Killa backwards and make it Alec? And then I, I figured I'd add on Rilla and made it Alec Allaire. Now I have made up a word, and when I write it down, who can pronounce it? So when I'm 13, I start entering battles. And to enter battles, I figured I'll just put I'll just put double A Kane to enter battles, Alec Allaire, and then just throw Kane at the end, and so they can announce me and say, okay, double A Kane's coming up to battle, and I don't have to worry about people, you know, saying is this a leak Alar, who is this guy? You know, so so that that's how that name <laughs> changed up there. Then I start getting on websites and selling MP3s and entering uh, battles like that, and just going under Al Kane, <clears throat> excuse me, and then um the Facebooks starts and I'm like, hey, I want to be up to date with what the young people are doing. I'm going to get on the Facebooks and I make it Ally Kane because I was still, you know, selling MP threes and entering um, like online competitions. And now Facebook excuse me, Facebook will not let me change it to my real name William And then I start listening to podcasts, and I'm like, I want a podcast. I think I could do that. So I'm like, I'm going to be Father Teresa and get a costume. And so it's like all these names are all over the place. You could Google any of those, and and they're this insane person you're listening to. And uh, my credentials, I am what you would call a dope MC, dare I say a superior MC, nearly flawless. Uh, hard to battle. You don't want a freestyle battle. You don't want an on wax battle. I'm that bold that I'll get on and say that tough MC you're listening to here. Very nice. And uh, yeah, I've been rhyming them from from 12 years old. I'm almost 30. Then spitting them. Sold over 5,000 copies locally. Not not very big. You can you know it's like a job. You live. You pay your bills off. It's no different than getting them going on the forklift every day selling selling CDs. You know you don't have to be famous to do that as a job. And uh. and uh, many many battles. Um, like I have a verse where I talk about that. Like I was entering um, da- dance club uh, battles like every Friday and held one down for six consecutive months. Like I just retired my jersey. I, I couldn't be beat. Uh, Pacific Lu- <laughs> Pacific Lutheran University entered and won two consecutive battles, and then I was disqualified from entering anymore because they knew I would just win. All right, and you can go ch- you can go check on that. I'm nice. All right. Uh, and then I can always uh, post a verse. And you've probably heard me on the theme songs. I'm nice. I am very bold to, and, and I and I will say that when it comes to the MCing, the microphones are hot. Yeah,
1: I think you just set mine. I just think you just set mine on fire for a sec. Ooh, dang. <laughs> um, so yeah, Um my man William. As you can see, like myself, he's not only an MC, he's a dope MC. I got, I got, I got to steal that from right there. Not, I ain't just no regular MC either. But that's beside the point. That's beside the point. So um, tonight, or tonight, we're going to be discussing male privilege and the male gaze. And I have a, a very good friend of mine who is going to be calling into the show around nine o'clock. Her name is Cecily Bowen. She is a writer for Feministing.com. Just, she's not just any old feminist. She considers herself a hip hop feminist. And seeing as myself and William are big fans of of hip hop, I figure that she, also being a fan of the genre, would be perfect to bring into to bring into the mix for our first show, especially. So. We are going to uh, probably jump into that topic uh, a little bit later on in the show, uh, probably closer to 9 o'clock, as uh, I expect Cecily to call in around that time, <clears throat> um, but uh, a basic rundown of the show. So we'll be on every other every other Wednesday. Um, we'll start off the show um, usually with an announcement or two of events that are coming up, of things of uh, shows that are coming up um, on the upcoming weekend, um, some of the be- some of the other uh, Black Free Thinker shows that are coming up, as well as future shows that either me and myself, uh, me and myself, me and William are planning, or future shows that are going to be done on one of the other programs. So we'll start out by announcements. Um, uh, again, we'll go down through probably whatever topic we'll be discussing that evening, or in tonight's case, male privilege and the male gaze um before that i mean unless the form- unless we decide to kind of wing it as far as the format um as soon as that's done, we will jump into a series of smaller topics um or smaller um smaller things that caught our attention over the past week or two um and we'll we'll um we'll bring them up and we'll discuss them and 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 um kind of voice our opinions on it. Um we had a name I definitely I'm pretty sure we had a name for that segment. I can't really remember what it is offhand. But um we have I'm looking at the the our the outline right here. We have like probably a good seven or eight topics that are um that are definitely definitely on here. And um truthfully about two or three of them are kind of similar to each other. So I, I think I think um, I think we can start out with the one that, that honestly kind of pissed me off the most. Um, this will be the hot topic segment, or I'm pretty sure we'll come up with a way better name for that later. Um, this, <laughs> um, but this first this first topic is, is something that was brought to my attention this morning. Now, when I get up every morning, I do the same thing that most people around my age probably do: wake up before I do even get out of bed, check my Facebook, check and check my Twitter. Now upon checking my Facebook and Twitter this morning, um, a little something caught my eye about uh, a really about an athlete that I definitely am a huge fan of, and that's Serena Williams. Now Serena Williams obviously well known in in, in the in in the um tennis game, probably gonna get out in history. Um probably going to get down in history as one of the greatest, um, tennis players ever, but her being great at her sport, like most athletes, doesn't mean that she is great when it comes to having opinions or talking about things that don't adhere specifically to it. Now, for whatever reason, this morning, um, it was, or actually, I remember hearing it yesterday, um, she, was, she recently did an interview with I believe is Rolling Stone magazine and for whatever reason she was asked about the Stupinville the, uh, the case. <clears throat> and of course everyone at this point should know with the with the, the Stupenville rape case, the rape case that took place in Ohio with the girl that was um raped by uh, a, a group of um uh athletes, uh sports star teenage sports stars in Steubenville, Ohio, and um, recently two of those boys were brought to justice and they're going to be serving some jail time. (laughs) Now, like I said, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, um, Serena was asked about the Steubenville case. Uh, I'm trying to to pull up her exact quote right here, because for whatever reason, again, for whatever reason, a lot of these magazines like to, I guess, like to ask um, these sports stars their opinions on things that are going on outside of their own respective sports, which, you know, I guess is kind of good because, you know, it provides a human element, you know, to these folks. You know, obviously, Serena is not someone that I will ever get to just see walking down the street one day and converse with. But, you know, it provides a, it provides a human element to these people that are superstars, Um that we get to know some of the things that they think, some of the some of their own opinions and perspectives that they that they that they have. Now, where is here it is. Okay. Finally, finally, finally found it. Okay. I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the quote right here. And um after this quote after this quote, Raina, I'm gonna bring you on because I know that you have something to say about this. So I definitely want to um want to bring you on uh, right after this i mean I have a lot to say on this also but i'm gonna read the quote and then i'm gonna bring uh Raina on so that I'm, so that we can have a woman's perspe- a woman's response in addition to our own response so serena's exact quote um about whether she thought it was fair as far as the with those two sixteen year olds and her quote reads they did something stupid, but I don't know. I'm not blaming the girl. But if you're a 16-year-old and you're drunk like that, your parents should teach you don't take drinks from other people. She's 16. Why was she that drunk where she was, where she doesn't remember? It could have been worse. She's lucky. Obviously, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't a virgin, but she shouldn't have put herself in that position unless they slipped her something. Then that's different. William, would you... What were your thoughts when you first when you first heard that?
2: This is um this is a uh, an apathetic person. It's uh, kind of ended up in a bubble. I, I I wouldn't assume that she came from the bubble that she's currently in, but she's in that bubble like that. That's where well, I would think where you could where you could say something that uh, just kind of ah fuck it. Like there there was an ah fuck it vibe to that, didn't it? You know, just like, you know, yeah, it, it was very, very whatever. Like there was a lot of wave the hand, kind of not, you know, when somebody says something to you and they don't even look up from their phone, that was the vibe you get from reading that. And then I, I like, look, look, look into the words of it. Um, oh, geez. Uh, do you think it was fair what they got? To, they did something stupid. And it's like they just did something stupid. I mean, isn't it uh, something violent as well? It's, you know, but, okay. but I don't know. I'm I'm not blaming the girl, but if you're a 16-year-old girl and you're drunk like that, your parents should teach you. Don't take drinks from other people. It doesn't even sound like she's trying to get sentences going here.
1: Right. Very. Go ahead.
2: She also, um, she focuses on this virgin thing. Like that's also like internalized patriarchy. Like the, like whether you're a virgin matters or not. You still, um, you still suffered an attack there, didn't you? But uh, but the fact that you're a virgin matters. Like now um, you're a bit more special, or uh, that makes you um, basically worth more. Because what is traditional marriage? How much you can sell your daughter for? Which is why I've said before that fathers of daughters in in those times were the original gold diggers. Uh, but uh, these uh, yeah that that you know like virgin and not uh, 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 that was an attack. You know, but uh I, I don't right. think that she's going to learn from her statement no matter what anyone says. I I think she's just gonna she's gonna go further into the bubble that she's you know, worked her way into.
1: Right. I mean it, the the first thing I, I took issue with and Raina, I'll bring you on right after I finish my statement. Um the first like she she said I'm not blaming the girl but you know, that was the first thing that caught my attention because that statement right there sounds exactly like, well, I'm not racist, but so and so. Well, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate Mexicans, but you know, I, you know, that's that's exactly. It, it's like, it's like, it, it's like trying to say, no, 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 I'm not going to blame her, but I'm going to blame her, which is essentially which which she did which she did. It's like I'm trying to avoid responsibility for what I'm about to say. By saying that I'm not blaming her, even though I'm gonna blame her without actually, uh, without actually specifically saying it's your fucking fault, you know. Now er- earlier I, I was like I, I under I, I kind of understood the statement, cause she's she's trying to. Generally, it, it sounds like they're trying to paint this um, paint with this brush of individual responsibility of. Well, you need to make better choices, blah 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 blah, and you know what? Fine, but the fact of the matter is, she's a 16 year old, and you know, six teenagers. Teenagers make mistakes. Teenagers do dumb shit. I do lots of dumb shit when I was 16 years old. But the fact that teenagers did that, a teenager did something dumb, such as drink, does not does not mean that. She gave that she opened herself up to be sexually assaulted. It doesn't mean that she put herself in a position to be sexually assaulted. It doesn't mean that she deserved that she deserved what happened to her in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It, it, it's almost like, I, <laughs> and then, like you said, uh, you you pointed out. She's just kind of trivializing like they did something stupid. It's not just that, they, that the boys did something stupid. They did something horrible. Call it what it is. It's not just something stupid. They did something horrible that is going to affect a, 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 younger, a young girl for the rest of her life. It's definitely affecting her in the short term, considering um, how considering how uh, many of the people in Steubenville have reacted to the trial. Hey, Raina, you are alive now. Hey. Um, mm. Hey, but you can't trivialize it. You can't, I, I, like, it, it really bothers me that she tries to, she tries to, to trivialize it like they just did something. Like, it's not just something stupid, it's something horrible, it's something awful. And then you're not blaming the girl, but you're blaming the girl by trying to say that she needs to do better. If she doesn't
3: want this right. shit to happen, right? You yeah. know, it's like okay, uh, okay. The first, the the only part of her statement that I agree with is the part where she says she obviously doesn't know, because she obviously doesn't know.
0: Yep. Like how <laughs> how wrong
3: <laughs> everything she said was. Um, but you know, there's there's two things that sort of come, you know, sort of come out at being. And and before I get to the one that deals with you know sort of feminist theory or whatever, I'll deal with the one that sort of you know that sort of may not be so obvious to certain people is there's there's you know sometimes we experience you know cognitive dissonance you know so strong you know because we have this belief inside of us most of us that the world is inherently fair or mostly fair. You know yeah. what I mean? And so if things happen to us that you know, there must be some reason that they happen to us, something that we have done or contributed to. And this is not true and it and, and it also affects the way you know, people who believe that, that the world is inherently fair, they generally engage in more victim blaming than other people. You know what I mean? Right. They they tend to blame welfare recipients for the for the Their inability to make a living, rather than racist economic policy. You know what I mean. They tend to blame, Mm -hmm. yeah, they they tend to blame the intellectual inferior, the supposed intellectual inferiority of of Africans in in Africa or people in 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 other you know so-called third world countries on their supposed intellectual inferiority and not on the fact that they were colonized. And that their resources, though, and though, though they're not still colonized in terms of governance, they're still colonized in terms of, you know, their actual resources and who owns them and controls them, you know. Um, and it's the same thing with this, and 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 so that kind of jumped out at me is that I, I I don't I I don't see her as being like this this anti feminist, you know what I mean? I see her as someone who has really bought into this idea that things are very fair. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah, if
3: something happens to you there must be a reason. And um and that and that's sort of what I see as a part of this. Um but of course, even even you know those of us who consider ourselves to be feminist, some of us can still hold on to these patriarchal beliefs, you know, that like something that you wear or how many drinks you consume. You know, gives someone license to use you for their pleasure in whatever way they like. You know, this woman was, this young woman was unconscious. She right. was unconscious. She couldn't consent to any of this. Her, her drinking, her drinking, drinking one drink, you know, two drinks or ten drinks <laughs> does not give one license to rape. It doesn't give you license to rape. It, it just doesn't make a difference, and and it's unfortunate that um, that you know she you know that she that she thinks this way. You know, um, I don't want to make and I'm not going to make excuses for. I, I can't make excuses for, and I don't want to. Right. I think that her. I think that you know the to insinuate that on any level is is sick, and it just taught and it. Shows us how sick our culture is, you know.
1: Right, and you know, you know, the only thing that was actually worse than the statement itself, the only thing worse than the actual statement itself, was her PR ass apology that they put out, or I think earlier today, or maybe sometime yesterday. Um, Do you have for that? Her PR yeah, apology. apology. Okay, let me let me pull it up. But her her apology, there, there was, there's one thing, and trust me, Raina, I'm I'm pretty sure that I already know that you're gonna um, that you're gonna um, you're gonna point out what the the problem with it is. Um, <laughs>
0: okay.
1: <laughs> um, she she basically apologized and said she reached out to the family and quote, what was written, what I supposedly said is insensitive and hurtful, oh. and I by no means would say or insinuate that she was at all to blame, end quote. Are you now, saying that
3: was Serena Williams and not and not Rick Ross? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because that somehow like, sounds identical to completely. that half-assed apology that he gave for you don't even
1: know it. Right. I'm like, what you? What do you mean? What you supposedly said? You either said right, it or you didn't. you said it. <laughs> right, you know, and if so, you didn't say
3: like, it, then it sounds like you have a lawsuit on your hands. You know, right,
2: what I mean? that's
1: what I like. The, I I tweeted I tweeted that earlier. I'm like, if you said it, just own it and offer a real apology, not not little backhand like that backhanded one. It, it, like she you might well look to like,
3: like. she
1: no, no, she might as well have said, I'm sorry that you took it the way you did.
3: Right. But yeah, I, it does sound exactly like that. that. I was also going to say, it also sort of reeks of, are you going to believe your eyes or are you going to believe me? <laughs> right. You you going to believe right, your like, eyes Are you going to believe what I'm telling you? you know? <laughs> like, come on right. now. Right, It's
1: like. Come right. on, like, Serena. If you, if you you gotta you, do better. If you said it right, I'm like, if you said it, own it. Own up to it. Yeah. That's all you gotta do, just right. own it. Take responsibility right. for it. You you clearly right. wanted to shift the responsibility to the girl for what happened to her that night. How about you right. take a little bit of your own Take it, some right?
3: responsibility exactly. Exactly. Take,
1: take it why in. didn't she, why, you write why it, didn't
3: you pay yeah, you put yourself in that position. You know what I mean? Right. You know, maybe well, next time maybe, maybe next time maybe next time you should keep your foot in your mouth where it belongs. You know what I mean? And that way yeah. nothing nothing stupid flies out of it. Truthfully
1: Truthfully I don't understand why like some some like some of the PR people for some of these athletes just or some of their managers they should have been fired a long time ago if you if you if the person you're representing does not know how to how to respond to certain questions or if they know or or they know to avoid talking about certain things because it may you know <laughs> it may it may cause a backlash then yeah. you aren't doing your job right you know Mm-hmm. Like she said, Serena, like I'm not saying Serena should have been, you know. I don't even understand why into, she
3: needed to talk about Steubenville to begin with. Like,
1: right, you know what I that, mean? But what,
3: but even yeah. if you're going to, like, you know, any anything with any answer other than the one that she gave would have been better. Almost, you know what I mean?
1: Right. Like,
3: uh, I just,
1: like where where I is your PR training? You
3: right. Know?
1: I'm like, if, if you don't know, I mean, all these years of these folks speaking the media, somehow they still don't know how to speak. To, it's, it's almost like they're better in the moment than they are when they actually have to sit down and formulate a thought. You know? Yeah,
3: but you know what the other thing? You know what the other thing is though. And and this is just this is something else that has occurred to me because I mean, of course, you know, as black women, like you know, we're black women are sort of subject to sort of a whole different sort of standard. Of respectability than you know is typical in in our culture it's it's a little bit more restrictive, so you know that's also what she where she's coming from to a certain degree and there is among some black women an attitude or a belief that somehow white girls are a lot more loose than black girls. And not, or not a lot more loose, not a lot more loose, but you know the black girls are very loose, but there's somehow a difference with white girls. I've noticed, like at least in my conversations with some black women, that like, you know, that they they're they're a little more free, you know.
1: Well, that's that's not truthfully, and and <laughs> truthfully, I can I can say I can say um, that that's not just black women that 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 believe that. Um, I went, you know, as you know, Raina, and there's a couple other people know. I went to an all boys high school, all boys Catholic high school, and contrary to popular belief, guys like to talk to, and guys, yeah, and of course, more so <laughs> sure, than women sometimes. sometimes. Very true, yeah. and yeah. and one of the one of the one of the biggest stereotypes that I heard in in, in my four years there. Were about how, especially some of the athletes, would generally go for the white girls, or um, either the white athletes or some of the white students at some of these other schools because of that that belief. I mean, I've seen I've seen fake stories circulate on the internet about um, uh, about how black guys prefer them because they they're white women they're uh, naturally submissive and all this other crap. Matter um, truthfully, I'm not sure where where it originates, but I I do know that that's that's definitely a belief that's not just held by by black women. If anything, I've heard it I've heard it more from from uh, black men, both from people that I know and associate with, uh, and both people you know just these things I've seen around the internet, on Facebook forums, Twitter, you know, old MySpace yeah. groups, etc. Yeah, not really yeah. Sure I mean, that, I mean, it's, it's viewed from.
3: a. It, well, I I think I know, but um, but you know, you and I could talk about that another time offline, perhaps. But yeah. um,
1: yeah.
3: Because it's not it's not necessarily germane to lead into this conversation. I mean, I just think that that perception to a certain degree also plays a role in Serena's you know comment, you know. Um, yeah But it's it's just
1: I kind of It's,
3: it's unfortunate kind of, It's unfortunate the, that she It hasn't She hasn't Reflected on On You know Sort of Women's empowerment And sort of feminism And, and things enough to know You know What You know that, Why that's wrong You know what I mean um, Yeah it's, and, it's sad You
1: know One of the, And I, I kind of had a thought Um earlier after I was reading it and they kind of also kind of took it from the perspective of Serena has an athlete's mentality. So You know that is of,
3: another point. I hadn't I thought I, of.
1: I, yeah. I just I I thought of that earlier. Serena has an athlete's mentality. So because she yeah. has an athlete's mentality, she may have a way I probably should have really thought of it thought this a bit okay. more through so i could formulate
3: this thought. Well, i can, uh, i could maybe it. i could maybe i don't know where you're going with it but i think i, I think of it like this like i remember you know sort of it, it's a community, you know what i mean? Right. And it's it's a community of people who work very very hard on their bodies, they work very very hard at, at excelling at a particular skill. And so people generally give them a certain amount of leeway that they right. would not necessarily give to the average person It's a privilege. It's a it's right. a popularity deal. It, it, you know, it's a it's a popularity thing. It's a it's an admiration thing. You know, because people admire athletes. They work very 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 hard. And and in our and in our exactly. sort of our our American ethics, you know, there's this idea that hard work and and honesty. Go hand in hand, just like you know, riches yep. and honesty or and trustworthiness are supposed to go hand in hand. Well, you know, unfortunately, um, because of those things, you know, we we tend to overlook when our athletes misbehave. Um, we try to make excuses for them. We try to um, attribute it, you know, attribute the circumstances that we're viewing to the victim. You know, if, right. if 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 Robin Givens or, you know, whatever woman didn't go to Mike Tyson's, you know, hotel room at 2 o'clock in the morning, she wouldn't have gotten raped. You know what I mean? Um right. What was she doing alone with him, you know? Maybe she didn't right. start out alone with him. You know, maybe he lied to her. You don't know what the circumstances were.
0: Right. it's exactly. it
3: It's a reflex that we have. To automatically try to attribute the problem, you know, or the cause of the problem to the victim, which is really unfortunate.
1: You just articulated what I was thinking that I couldn't put the words to. So yeah, I was definitely <laughs> that's that's the route I was definitely going. I was definitely going going down with that, especially when you said the community, because that's exactly that's exactly what it is. People. Okay. these 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 are people people from different parts of the country especially when it comes to tournaments as far as let's say uh track and tennis and some of these other sports you know people bond over this over this stuff and so yeah. that kind of like you said, it, it 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 creates a sort of uh privilege if you will you know yeah. they, they it it gives them uh what's the word i'm looking for I guess privilege was the word I was looking for. <laughs> it gives yeah, them a, a so. certain way of, of looking at, of looking at, of looking at. Um, of looking well, at I mean, at the, think. Uh, I mean, you don't uh, even have to think very also. hard
3: about athlete, athletic privilege. I mean, you can look at, you can look at high schools, you can look at school districts. You know, there are districts right now where, in, in part of the district, they don't even have decent books. You know what I mean? or in right. districts that are across the way from each other. You don't even have – you have schools within that district or across the way that don't even have books. But you go over to the next district, they've got a brand-new football stadium. You know what I mean? The school doesn't exactly. even graduate the, – the school doesn't even graduate 70%, you know what I mean, of its senior class on time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now, that's a, that's <laughs> an outrageous number, but I'm just making things up. But you know what I mean? Like, the school doesn't yeah. graduate – an an ideal number of students, in, you know, as seniors, you know, in four years, but yet somehow they always have fresh uniforms. They always have, you know, the best facilities. They always have the best buses. I mean, most of. I mean, this is this is what we're talking about. And then even at universities, like, where do the budgets go? I mean, if right. you, if you take out if you take out the food budget or the dining budget, um, you know, most of it's going to go to athletics. And then if you look at um, the rest of it, I mean, a minuscule amount goes actually to academics. Right. You know, they haven't, most scholars, I think I just read a study somewhere, they were saying, like, the, you know, the cost or the um, amount that's attributed of the budget, you know, towards academics has not really increased in any institution in this country in, like, you know, over 20 years. You know? That's insane. That is insane. That is. These are institutions of higher learning, not institutions of higher play.
1: Again, yeah. very true. But a lot of these, you know, a lot of these schools are a little bit more interested in what's bringing the the money in, the, as opposed to
0: absolutely how
1: you know um, instead of actually the, you
3: know engaging the, in their the primary endeavors. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean so, which is which is and which is also part of the problem of why you have so many undereducated athletes or athletes that don't, you know, graduate in four years and you know, I mean, there's there's lots of problems. You know?
1: Right. But, Athlete privilege is definitely something. I mean in fact that that could be something I know I could definitely could definitely look into doing the show on later on as much as I love sports. Um but mm-hmm. I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. We're gonna stay on the subject of victim blaming. Um hey, William, you still there, bro? Yes.
2: Uh, yes. <clears throat> okay.
1: Yes. I'm gonna
2: but, yeah, was, um Yeah, I was thinking that uh, like article. where it was going.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, with the <laughs> with the money in the good sp-
0: notes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, um, like, with article. the money in the sports. It it made me think of like, um, where um like another, like other system where, pe- where other systems where people are um, systemically being harmed, and and how we have access to um, all these statistics, uh, we have access to all these studies. I think the people that are causing the harm, I think they have access to all the same numbers, and well, clearly they value the income over the humans that are being harmed. Uh, Like one thought, I mean, and this is like some far out there hippie thought that, you know, is just unrealistic (laughs) and won't happen with our species, but, you know, when we invented money and we made our our crazy um, system of capitalism because we're brilliant and we know what we're doing, and uh, somebody said, they were talking about minimum wage, I said, well, we forgot to set a maximum wage. You know, like the fact that, you know, that if you just keep piling money on top of money and then just humans just become something else to get money, just line them up like picture frames, sell it, sell it, move it along. And, yeah, that creates a great deal of apathy. Yeah. Definitely, definitely,
1: definitely agree with that. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Um, there was an article that you posted um, that I definitely wanted to bring up because uh, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty interesting, and it, it kind of relates to this as far as um, victim blaming. Um, there's an article about the about a teacher in California um, who was fired after being who was fired for being a victim of domestic abuse. Um, oh, who uh, wrote that article? Was that William? Yeah, he put. Po- yeah, he posted that one. You want to talk
2: to us a little bit about that? Ooh. yeah, I'm, I'm going down there to. Jesus Christ, there's so many threads. Where is that? <laughs> I think i um, yeah, a, um oh, Let me see. I I, I, I know I did. Um, I did look at it. And I I I don't know if it is a Christian school, but it had like Holy Trinity in the name.
4: Yeah. You know, yeah, Holy uh, Trinity
2: type of. Yes, and um, yeah, and um, what what and it seemed. Like a fairly logical idea, but it's like they um they just they, they seem to write the the you know the the person that's being harmed in the domestic violence out of it because they don't want this man that's um you know been been convicted and what have you of a violent crime coming on to the school campus, and, and they're saying that's because the the restraining order failed you know he just showed up anyway and now you've just fired her like like. They they just they they forgot about her like she just didn't matter right
1: right that's how was and the like the reason one I, I wanted to bring that up is, is like I said it relates to the Serena the um, we were talking about as far as Serena Williams victim blaming you know this woman was um, a victim of domestic abuse she had filed a restraining order against her husband who he obviously broke it by showing up. Um, he was taken to jail. He's incarcerated. He's currently incarcerated, I believe. But um, after after he got sent to jail, she received a letter, basically saying, "Oh, we can't risk. You know, we can't risk. Even though he's in jail right now, we can't really risk you working here and having him just kind of show up because we don't. Even though we don't know when he'll get out, he's eventually going to get out, and we don't want him coming here." So not only are you not going to be able to work here, but you can't even work anywhere around here, in any of the uh, Catholic schools in the dio- di can't pronounce it, diocese. I haven't had to say that in
4: diocese. years. Diocese, yeah, diocese.
1: <laughs> yeah, I haven't. had to say that in years. Um, <laughs> but I, again, it just goes to show, It just goes to show that people are willing to put their own. Uh, self-interest and would not, I guess, they're blaming her for something that may not even occur, you know, this guy is currently Mm, in jail, the guy is
3: currently
1: in jail, oh, go ahead, sorry, Uh, no, no, I was just, Uh, uh, I was going to say, she's in jail, and because she, because she's a victim, even though they're not going to call her one, even though she's a victim, they're basically saying, "Oh, well, you're a liability. You know, yeah. you don't really isn't care." That, but is it
3: but but considering but considering the Catholic Church and its history of um, with abuse, are you really surprised that they call victims liabilities and not perpetrators? Ding ding
1: ding, <laughs> ding ding ding. The answer is no. But God can fix them.
2: <laughs> and I and you, you see um I mean and and you know you, I, I try to think of it how they might be thinking of it I mean it's not like I'm speaking to these people and they're they're answering my questions or that they ever will that um I mean what what would they how how would they go in the in the boardroom in the back and meet and think about this Well we can't have this guy showing up on our school our school will get a reputation as the school that has a crazy violent man coming on campus. So uh, then people won't want to um, send their children here. We won't get grants, and we won't get a budget to run maybe something like a sports program. So uh, we need to um, get rid of this person so that we keep that violent element off and keep the uh, the image of our school good. So uh, somebody, um, Catherine, go draft up a letter and send that to her. We don't need her in our building anymore. That, right. that apathy. I don't know. I just
3: I don't know. I thought the other thing was I just I just thought, well, if we support victims then where will it end? Perhaps we'll actually, you know, get you know, get them help right. <laughs> instead of you know instead of, you know, um covering you know, covering up what happened. You know?
0: Well,
1: well, that's we that can't set a precedent of,
3: you know, helping, you know, victims.
1: That's you know that's not, just, not what the Catholic Church that. does. Yeah, not that that's what Jesus did and that's who they're supposed to be following or anything. Um, yeah. Helping people, nah. Don't really care about that. No. As long as you got your you tithes and can get a reputation offering, for
3: helping people.
1: <laughs> as long, hey, as long as you got your ties and offerings, as long as you got that 10% on Sunday, we good. Right. <laughs> don't even care. Yeah, if you don't yeah. Know as, as, long as long as you, as you give me your 10%, me. we good.
2: Yes, making making money because we need money, not fruit and vegetables yes. and clean water. No money, that'll solve it.
1: Yeah. Another um, another thing that that also came up um, though, or another story that kind of reminded me. And I think Rain, I think you actually mentioned this to me um, before. I think we might have discussed this a few days ago. I discussed this with somebody But the the hacker The Steubenville hacker And how he may actually end up Getting more jail time time. Than More time than the actual rapists themselves
3: Well this is This is just just, um, You know this is not like The fault of any one person This is a societal thing This is something that's been going on for a really long time And you know the fact that You know you can get more time for smoking a joint, you know, in some places than you do for raping someone. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's right. insane. It's absolutely insane. I mean, and, you know, the 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 sad part about it is is that what he did is not, in my mind, anything that, um, you know, the FBI or any other organization is incapable of doing. You know, it just right. seems... To me, that there was a lack of will, you know, there was an unwillingness to disrupt the serenity of these, you know, what are the what? What did Sarah Palin call them when she was running? These, you know, these little these little um, all-American towns. I forget what she called them, but you know, these all these all-American towns, the real America, you know. Oh yeah, the real America. Not the real America. These little towns. No. No, 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 the real America, you know where, you know, you know where it's acceptable for coaches to turn the other way, and um, right. you know defend defend players when they know them to be guilty, you know exactly. Um, you know
0: yep.
3: it's it's a it's upsetting. Yeah. You
1: know? Yep. A question that came to my mind upon reading upon reading this story. Um. Is that Is it Is it it really worse If if we do something That is Let's say if we do something that is illegal That brings about A greater uh, That brings about a great good Or a good that probably Would not may not have come Otherwise Is that really worse Than The actual uh, I guess a horror. I don't want to say horribleness. Um, is it worse than what actually happened?
3: What actually transpired? Mm. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: it, it, I, it, don't, it,
3: it, I don't. believe so. though. But the question, but that, but then, but then, the question becomes a, a sort of a, a larger ethical question of, you know, you could expand that to, you know, do the do the um, means uh, or do, do the ends always justify the, the ends means? Ends
1: justify the money. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah
3: and and you know and and that's a slippery slope, you know 'cause right, you know
1: well that's the question like it, I said, that's it, the question that, question that kind of came to mind is like if you do something yeah. illegal that brings about in this case something good i mean if you if you if you hack if you do what he did and obviously brought forth or brought out information that may not have come out otherwise 'cause we will we'll never know if that if if those videos or whatever would have been discovered or whatever um but if if we do that and it brings out evidence that obviously helps to you know get these boys uh jail time is that really worse or is that worse or or why do people think that that something like that for example is worse than the fact that these boys raped a young a young woman or a young girl. And I think part of the I mean, answer obviously, obviously has, yeah. to, has to do with the rape culture and how we yeah. look at and how we look at it. The fact well, that yeah, you know, you, live you know,
0: people
1: No, I was going say live they don't right. they don't look you know, most people still don't look at her as a victim. And still don't right, and still right. think that it's her fault that it's still so it's her fault that what happened that night happened because she was drunk. Or because, you know, whatever whatever they want to pull out their ass as far as I'm concerned. And right, because but I of mean that, there's
5: also oh, go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Randy.
3: Yeah, I, I was gonna say, yeah, obviously part of part of it is that I mean and the other part is is like you feel you feel you feel bad to a certain degree for any prosecutor that's in that situation. And you know, for any for any DA that's in that situation has to make who has to make the you know, to you know, make the choice. And whether or not to prosecute, because if he, if he doesn't, it looks like he's biased. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel I feel for anyone who doesn't be in that situation, because you know if you're you know you have to do you have to act according to the law, and even if you feel like justice was done, this guy over here still broke the law. Right. You know? Maybe it's I mean it's the law that needs to change, obviously.
1: Right. Um. But a lot, of, but you know, people, people now, a lot of folks. Well, I won't say a lot of folks, but the folks in power, at least, Because I won't say a lot of people, but the folks in power, most of them probably don't think that some that these laws need to change. That shit, it's all good the way it is.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they serve. It serves their interests for the most part. Right. So,
1: William, what do you think? You know, did it, would the ends justify the means in this case?
2: Oh this one uh, what do you if I were to think like in, in in my own head, like if I if I were the person doling out morality saying this this is this is right, this is wrong, and this is wrong by this much and when I look wasn't that uh wasn't he supposed to get ten years? So that what him hacking into their um their real American town is five times worse than um I guess uh what, a party gang. to party gang rape. Five times worse ha- is hacking into the, so what they're saying is um to bo- to bother to to go and stick us you know a a twig in our beehive that we have going that'll get you ten years, young man hard time but uh that 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 little stupid mistake that those those young athletes made Ah, uh, two two years and only two years because of Mr and his twig in our beehive, and no, that 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 is not the fair deal. I mean, it's um, it 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 just isn't. It it isn't even logical. Like like the fact that human beings are and you gotta wonder, it's like these people are the same species as me, the judge that's gonna bang the gavel, the lawyer that's gonna stand there, and the people that are gonna be in in the jury, they're the same species as me, they have the same evolved brain, and they're going to sit there and do that as if they are doing something logical no they are not, and this thing that they call the the peace prize, the Nobel Peace Prize, which really they should just call it the prize now, that thing is like an MTV moon man now, he should actually Get that thing, you know. Maybe it'll be an actual logical give of that, but no. What they're going to go and do is, is put him in a cage, because that's where you put somebody who put a stick in their their precious little beehive.
0: <laughs> it's not a
2: fair deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like how that's going. That's, uh, yeah that that is one of many things i fr- i frown upon and just uh you you really got i gotta acknowledge that that's what I always say that they they the exact same species as me and i you know I don't think that i'm I'm right all the time, and I always have to you know go and read what someone else says listen to what someone else says, but I think I'm right on this one i i, I think I cracked the code don't lock this guy up that that'd be what i say you know yeah I, I picked i picked the lock i got in this safe. Yeah. is, it,
3: Mark is still there?
2: Where'd you go? Okay. Um Uh oh. Oh, Brooks. Maybe I, I kicked such a dope verse there. I told you guys I'm nice. You're nice. Oh boy. You're nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, sorry about sorry about that. I got, I had to mute the phone for um a quick second. Um Oof. All right, Cecily should be calling in in a few minutes. However, before um, before I get into that, I definitely want to bring up I definitely want to bring up something that's near and dear to my heart. Me and Raina, we talk, we were talking about these all day. Raina, you know what I'm talking about? The hashtag. Oh,
3: Paula Dean.
1: <laughs> uh,
3: Paula that this is
1: Okay, let me let me give you some backstory. We don't have a whole lot of time here, so I'll try not to waste too much time on this. Um, I'm an avid I'm an avid Twitter user. I tweet every day. I have over thirty thousand tweets. Five hundred some odd followers, which really ain't that many, to be honest. Um, But I'm an avid tweeter. I tweet. I like. I I say I have way more to say on Twitter than. I do on Facebook. And if you think I'm a motor mouth on Facebook with as much stuff as I post, you should probably see my Twitter account. Now, an article came lying. out earlier today. Th- <laughs> shut, shut. <laughs> An article came out earlier today. Um, an article came out earlier today. Um, I saw it cited on uh, Jezebel and on a couple a couple other.
3: On,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, so on. And truthfully, the origin the origin of it um, the origin of it came from the National Enquirer, and I, I was actually able to find the article that's cited on those other sites on the National Enquirer site. But it's basically um, there's an article that came out that says that Paula Deen has a um, that she's currently being sued by um, sued by a couple former employees um because um she made black and white employees use separate bathrooms she threw she threw the n-word around repeatedly told racist and sexist jokes and a bunch of, of other things now dean admitted to using the n-word and asked why in the world she would say something about wanting to hire black cater waiters to pretend to be slaves at, a, at an old school southern wed- wedding, she responded by saying that she had the idea when she was at an event with black Cater waiters. Now, the thing I love about Twitter is while most people like to, um, they like to try to say Twitter is stupid because you only have 140 characters. And, you know, it's impossible to have conversations and it's, you know, it's limiting and all of that. But I find all that to be hogwash for the most part just because I there, you get some brilliant ideas presented on Twitter. Some really genuinely brilliant things. A lot of these folks, honestly, could probably write for sitcoms because some of the things that, that people manage to come up with is absolutely phenomenal. Now... Now, um, after the story came out, um, black Twitter, um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with black Twitter, um, black Twitter is, it's not an actual thing, but it is, it's basically black people who use Twitter, in in, in a nutshell, Mm -hmm. so just by you having, following your black friends on Twitter, you are in black Twitter, I guess, if you will, but... There are lots of there are lots you know black Twitter like the black community is a large group of folks with all different types of personalities interests from different parts of the country some um from not even from this country um, they come from all ages uh religious faiths political uh political standings and cetera, and whatnot and watching watching twi- watching twitter. Is always always an experience. Now they started a hashtag earlier called Paula Dean uh, Paula's Best Dishes, and so I wanted to share a couple of them with you before uh, we jump into the serious topic because it is absolutely hilarious. <laughs> some of my favorite tweets, and Randy, you feel free to chime in with some of yours as well because I thought these were hilarious. Uh, my first, okay. one of my favorite ones was We shall over crumb cake. <laughs> or uh oh, you no. told harpo to, <laughs> or you told harpo to beat miso soup lettuce from oh. a birmingham jail <laughs> that was funny. wade in the wa- <laughs> wade in the watermelon i mean clearly clearly you know obviously it's, it's take we're take obviously we're black with lots of folks are, are taking prominent black figures or events and associating them with food items you know
3: yeah. Um, this one of my favorites was macaroni and cheese.
1: Yeah, yo, that that one was absolutely <laughs> priceless. As well as two bucks clamped out there.
3: Or um, uh, right. bell curve burgers.
1: <laughs> yeah, they had like there was some quality stuff. Trayvon martinis, star uh, uh, baby no. back ribs. <laughs>
3: oh, I want Colored my country drink. back ribs was my favorite.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Image tilapia was really was, was pretty funny.
3: Three fifths like, lemonade.
1: That, yeah. Oh man, that I, I can't honestly like. I honestly yell after while I was on the train earlier when I read that one because it was absolutely hilarious. Absolutely. Burning hilarious.
3: cross buns.
1: You no, know the funny thing about that that one I didn't completely get. I didn't completely. Um, it's like
3: hot hot cross buns are like um. Hot cross buns are sort of a, uh, you know, delicacy. A thing? Mostly have okay. yeah, they're a thing. They're, yeah, hot cross buns are actually a thing. So burning cross buns, they're the racist version, so. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. <laughs> Some yeah. of my best friends are black eyed That, like, it was absolutely phenomenal. If you guys have Twitter, or if you don't, first of all, if you don't have Twitter, go sign up. If you do have Twitter... Follow me at M C underscore Brooks as well as follow Kim, B L K Free Thinkers, or Raina, Ray Elise, I think is her name. Um, and yeah. definitely go look at the hashtag. It is they are guaranteed laughs. Guaranteed yeah. laughs. Okay. So Seth, um our guest host has finally called in and she's on hold. So Raina, I'm gonna put you on mute for a little bit. Um while no I start the discussion off. Okay? Yeah. So um as I stated earlier in the show, tonight's the, the the main topic for tonight's show is going to be male privilege and the male gaze. Now a very good friend of mine from feministing.com, Cecily Bowen, wrote a pretty good article um uh on 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 the male gaze. Um, but before we um break specifically into that or before we get into it, first of all, let me introduce our special guest host. Cecily is officially, you're live on the line. What's going on?
6: Hi, lovelies. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm hey. doing just fine. Got my man William over here on the line. William, hey, how hey, there? <laughs> okay, so like I said, tonight's big topic, we're going to talk about um, male privilege and the male gaze, and obviously for a topic such as this, I wanted to get a woman's perspective on. I wanted to get a woman's perspective on this, and seeing as you know I thoroughly enjoyed some, um, you know, many of the conversations that we've had, and obviously I love your tweets and your articles as well. Um, so before we really break into that section of it, um, how long have you been a feminist?
6: How long have I a yeah. feminist? Um, I've been calling myself a feminist. Um, wait, before I say anything, what are what are the rules on censorship? Um, am I not allowed to drop f bombs or? Uh, I think I did already. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, we, we as long as you, I think as as
1: long
2: as you're not excessive, I think it's, it's okay. Cool, you
1: know.
3: Okay, these are things I need to know.
6: Questions that need answers. Okay. So um, I've been calling myself a feminist um, for, for a few for a few years now. I mean, I never really it it wasn't one of those moments where I clocked like this, you know this is what I am and this is what it is. I think that um, I have always been the person though that was naturally um, that naturally questioned the way.
3: Um, current systems of uh, um,
6: engagement um, when it comes to gender and just social systems in general, Um, I've always been the type to question that um, I think specifically as it pertains to um, women's sexuality and um, expression of of themselves um, and how they're just you know Never Quite right Um So I don't know That's my answer I have no idea I, I would <laughs> I would pull it I would give you a number right now But it would literally Be Something that I just Pulled out of my eyes
1: Nothing wrong with that We all it, it is always Kind of hard to kind of Pinpoint It's like when people Ask me when I became A non-believer I can say it happened A while ago But if you need me To, to tell you a date Uh, can't, might be a little rough. Might be a
5: little
1: rough. I don't know. So, let's, uh, well, let's jump straight, let's jump straight, straight in, uh, straight into this. But before we get into that, um, can you give us a a, a basic definition of, uh, male privilege, if you will?
6: Okay. So, male privilege is basically unearned, um, Let me try to do this without using the word privilege. Um, It's basically male privilege is rested on the premise that men do not have to, um, that men are, one, not as heavily policed for um, their behavior up, up against their gender. So not to say that masculinity itself is not policed heavily, but um, the way men behave in their day-to-day life is not consistently put up against their gender and how they're representing their gender, um, and that is an inequality um, that is definitely to the detriment of women who are constantly having to explain and kind of um, explain and validate the, the choices that they're making and the way in which they're living um, and, and defending uh, those choices. So that that's how I would define male you know, privileged. It's that kinda of unearned benefit of just being male identified and not having to constantly defend yourself, um based on your gender.
1: Right. I I can I can definitely agree with that. And it one of the things I always find I guess interesting, both in my respect in my social circles and, you know, throughout Facebook and especially on Twitter because I know you're an avid Twitter user as well is that for whatever reason lots of guys like to act like men don't like there's no such thing there's no such thing as male privilege <laughs> and that this is this is just this is just some term created by you angry feminists because you you know you don't want to deal with the fact that that you know, men are in better positions because we're obviously smarter and stronger, whatever the case may be. Obviously, which is, you know, ridiculous. So, um, now let's talk a little bit about your article. Now, you wrote an article for Feminism.com, uh, Hip-Hop Feminist Questions the Male Gaze." Um, now... Um, this would be my second question to you. Can you define the male gaze before we jump straight into this
6: one? Okay. Um, the male gaze I believe I defined it in that piece as um the physical uh the, the visual representation of women um as solely pleasing to a hetero, specifically heterosexual male viewer. Um, so any images that we see of women on television um in media um some some might argue even the way in which um some women represent themselves in in real life on a day to day basis is to appease this male gaze to be um aesthetically pleasing to an assumed heterosexual male viewer definitely.
1: Okay, so now we've we've uh we've defined what the male gaze with the male gazes. Now, what 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 exactly inspired what inspired the article this article that you wrote?
6: <laughs> On,
1: um, you like, are about what to what talk exa- so much trash you?
6: about me. Huh? Um, I said you are about to talk so much trash about me. I So of course, tasks. of course, Beyonce was was um <laughs> at the bottom of this um and she performed at um it was like some charity concert that I didn't watch that I didn't know about um and i think that i think that the theme of the of the charity or what whatever um concert that was um i know that beyonce wasn't the only artist there um there were lots of comments made about what beyonce was wearing um as a, a kind of dis to her feminism, um, whatever that may be. So, so this idea that she couldn't have to really be um, a, a real feminist if if she was performing in in whatever outfit it was that she had on. Um, I'm sure it was probably a leotard, just because that's how big gets down. Um. So, I was just I was thinking about um. This idea of how um we created what what is acceptable and what is not accept, acceptable for for women who are quote unquote uh conscious or aware of male privilege or aware of the male gaze um or feminists um how do we create the standard about what they should and shouldn't be wearing, and then obviously um folks were saying that you know you can't be a feminist if you if you are consistently catering to a male gaze um and i just i just have never um it it's really just been one of those ideas that's been swirling in my head that i like never got around to like just sitting down with um mm-hmm. I had this thing where I, like, talked to my ideas, um, and I, I had never gotten around to, like, sitting down and talking to this one. Um, and when I heard about um, that backlash, which comes up a lot with Beyonce and other artists as well, I finally just sat down to kind of talk through this. And why I was so uncomfortable with this idea of a mural gaze, uh, um, not that I don't think that it exists because it absolutely does, but something about it just did not fit. It right with me um, I just felt like um, That our conversations about the male Gays needed to be fleshed out a little Bit more and I mean and it, they probably are I'm, some sh- I'm sure some Other trio feminist before me Has written a great article about You know The the problems with the male Gays but I've never read it so for me I was just looking for something more um, To add to that conversation
1: Yeah I mean I'm no Beyonce fan, as you know. No fan of Beyonce. Do like a couple of her songs. Sorry. Definitely them. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a, just a tad bit.
6: <laughs>
1: not all that light. But anyway, um, I'm no fan of Beyonce. But and, and truthfully, on a normal day, you probably won't ever catch me, you know, defending her or coming at people's necks because I'm not part of the Beehive, and I probably won't will never ever be part of that group. However, I do think it's it's interesting that for for whatever reason, Beyonce is is like she's kind of the, she always comes off as kind of the scapegoat, you know. It's like when anything she does specifically, it's like they're willing to snatch her feminist credentials or th- try to make it seem like she's not worthy or that she's not she's not acceptable and whatnot. Why do you think that is? And why Why do you think they focus so, I guess, why the focus is, is on her, you know, more so than anyone else in particular? And why no other names like Madonna, for example, or at least what Madonna did back in her day, like why they don't get the type of attention that Beyonce seems to?
6: Because is black. It's, it's very simple. Um, we have all these ideas about women's liberation and what it looks like until it comes to women of color, and then we feel like we need to, or I shouldn't say we because I'm a woman of color as well, but um, white women have dominated feminism for a very long time, Um, and I think that there's a lot of unchecked privilege, but also a lot of unchecked, I don't think that they acknowledge that women of color have been in this feminism shit and have been doing this and have been having these ideas and that our experiences create a feminism that looks different from theirs. So I think that a lot of, of, um, quote unquote radical feminists or, or whatever they like to call themselves, think that they need to be the ones to come in and teach other folks how to do feminism. um, and i mean the truth is like you don't um we i think especially with so much of feminism um feminism's conversation focusing on labor and for example like uh wage equity and things like that it's really interesting that um we really heavily we ignore The work that that women do, um, like their actual job, like what they do to like make a living, Um, right? And their personal experiences, like Beyonce is a commercial recording artist, like that's her industry. Mm -hmm. You know that that is just no one is calling. No one is calling the Joffrey Ballet and being like, yeah, I really think that those women don't need to be wearing those leotards while they're doing ballet. You know, no one is calling up to the Hyatt Hotel to say, you know, the undocumented workers who are there, you know, they shouldn't have to wear skirts and dresses to work every day. You know, like, no one is, we're very particular about, who and when we decide to, like, police exactly what people are doing and what they're wearing. And I also think that um, subconsciously folks are kind of looking for a savior. So, like, when you're a public figure like Beyonce and, you know, you have any any inkling of anything that is not extremely oppressive to women, it's like, please, please be the perfect savior and come in with your Beyonce fierceness. And swoop down and like <laughs> represent for, for all the feminists and save us from from you know all all the evils out there. When like this is a woman that got a husband and a baby and a job and shit to do right. that does not necessarily Im- involve her being the feminist godmother of you know of the clan. Um, and I just always think that that's interesting, but I don't feel like that's taking. It- into consideration on us, but like this is this is a woman's life that we're talking about. Like she's not here to to be the spokesperson
5: for feminism,
1: right? And and it's it's just it's always it's just. And another interesting thing is people always forget that feminism is supposed to be about choice, and you know, women being able to be able to to have a choice to define themselves without being shamed or receiving any type of um Not uh, what's the word move for criticism, I guess, if you will, for it, you know. Right. Um. So, um, I always think it's interesting. They, they They. It's like the second that she decides that she wants to wear a leotard, ah, snatch it. The second she decides to to drop bitch in the middle of a lyric or a song or something, ah, snatch it away from her. Um. But let me let me send the converse. Let me uh, bring it back to um, one of the um, the things that I spoke about earlier, as far as the the male gaze. Um, you know, obviously the male gaze. You know, it the entertainment industry being obviously a male dominated a male dominated uh, in- industry, and I, I don't know if I want to say the majority of the people who tune into it are young men, but. Many of the people who are focused on or who pay attention to it are are young men. So, my question to you is, what exactly what exactly is uh, I guess wrong? Or and, and I think you you pose this in your in your article. What's exactly wrong with someone wants if they want to be uh, I guess in the center of that male gaze? Is there anything inherently wrong with someone or with a woman desiring, actually desiring to be in the center of that?
6: Truth be told, I I don't think so. I I think that if a woman is attracted to men and is concerned about being seen as attractive to men and... feels like adhering to the to their gaze is is um is healthy for her and good for her, then I don't think there's anything wrong with, with a male gaze. The male gaze only becomes problematic when it is represented as the standard in the um images that we can film on a daily basis. Um mm-hmm. in which case um so I don't think that there's anything wrong with the male gaze or or wanting to be in the center of a male gaze, but I do think that it's unhealthy to internalize a male gaze. And I and I think that that is what that is what happens um a lot and that is why um feminists are are against the dominant male gaze because it creates those really unhealthy um images of self um that are then internalized and kind of perpetuated over and over and over again. But I mean, I I, I like to be in a male gaze sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I, w- I would absolutely be lying if I said that I did not. Um, so I guess there's a. I guess I guess some people would say that there's a difference in, between a male gaze and b male gaze because uh, you know in other instances i don't, right? Like if i am coming home from work and i'm wearing a dress and i'm tired and i'm irritated and just want to go home and like Twitter style people, you know, i don't i'm not concerned with the man sitting across from me who thinks that my legs look nice in my dress like so it it's really complex it's, it's really it it really is a struggle, um yeah. For me. Um, because there is so much there is so much nuance.
5: Um,
6: I think I think the, the problem that I do have though is that when we talk about a male gaze, we always talk around the women. We never include the women in in what um, and my like dear experiences that like got them there to like engage with this gaze. Um, that was a bit awkward to say. Engage with the gaze. Um, we. It, I feel like all of these conversations I had without women. So, you know, when we say, "Oh, these women are performing for a male gaze," to me, that is completely silencing to to like the women that you're talking about because like. Like we can't have these conversations without them. Like we we can't. It's just um. It's like my pet peeve, which is when people say like, she doesn't have any self respect, or he or she doesn't have any self respect. Like, how can you define what someone else has? Like that's why it's called self respect. Like, I am not allowed to to dictate that. Like what people have and don't have, unless they tell me. Um. So I think that is my problem with the discourse: is that the conversations always happen without privileging the voices of the, the actual women who are engaging with it. Um, okay. Because somebody had to put, someone had to put on the bra top or the booty shorts or the, you know, the spandex leggings, you know, whatever, whatever it is, or the leotard. Whatever it is that you think they're, whatever props you think they're using to perform for this game, like someone made a decision to put that on. So, like that is really what what needs to be kind of unpacked a little bit.
1: Definitely agree. Okay, got a got a caller on the line eight one zero. What's going on?
5: Hey, I'm Diane G. Thanks for having me on.
1: No problem. How you feeling?
5: Hey. <laughs> Hi, Ms. Muller, I have a couple questions for you. Um, you know, um, first, um, my disclaimer I'm, you know, I'm overweight, middle aged, 50 year old white woman in Michigan. Um, I don't, I, you know, I do. I fall to the effects of the, you know, the Barbie doll standard. I've got the worst white girl hair on the planet. I've got black girlfriends (laughs) that look at me and go, girl, you look like a sister hit a socket, unless I get out the flat iron and the oil and the product. Um, And I wonder why I do that to myself. Um, So sometimes we do it as much for other women as we do it for the male gaze because you're going to be judged by a standard of she doesn't take care of herself. Well, this came up this week for me personally. Uh, Somebody had posted a link to this. Oh, I guess it's going kind of viral. Hairy stockings that women that they're they're saying so um women that are tired of women, men staring at their legs can now deflect unwanted attention with these hairy stockings.
0: And that's making that. like kind of
5: a okay. So I get into a little tiff with this very young girl because I kinda of went ooh 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 about it and then if, if women are that anal about it you know, they'll judge a society for saying, cover your bodies like wearing a burqa or nuns were covering themselves. But again, they're putting the onus of blame or responsibility on women to deflect that gaze by making themselves unnaturally. I mean, not, not even naturally hairy. What was the response to that meme going around? Well,
6: well, my first response was that these pants are ugly, and um, I would rather like carry a, a rape whistle or something, which is equally ridiculous, than put those ugly ass pants on. So that was my first reaction. Um, my second reaction was definitely um, well, what I found interesting was that apparently women, women in China, or um. I don't even know if it was China. I completely. It started in China, yes. Okay. Um. I don't. I don't know where I got that from. Though. Women in China apparently were like flocking to these pants, and like it was supposedly all the rage. So. So essentially, I'm like. Okay. Um. I think that we have to be careful. What What did you say your name was? Diane. 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 I think we have to be careful about. Um, how we impose um, Because the ideas That we have Even about You know Feminism Are very much so Based on the fact That we're American We're We are We come from A, a western empire Um Uh huh You know, we have our own set of ideas. So I think that it would be one thing is, say, some government or agency or some organization was like, okay, we're going to create these pants and this is what you should wear to prevent sexual assault. But I think that the fact that that is what women are choosing to wear because it makes them feel safe, wonderful. I mean, I never put that shit on. They're hideous.
5: but.
0: You know, <laughs> that well, is, you it's that you know. I read the know. article and I didn't see where
5: people were flocking to it. I, I saw that it became a meme and people were passing around giggling about it. Um, mm-hmm. What what ended up happening is this this young feminist was appalled by the fact that I I thought it was gross and it came back to and basically what she said um comes back to the male gaze. Why is it disgusting for a woman to have hairy legs? Right, blah 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 blah. And, and you know, and I came back, and I, I kind of, I had to say, you know, I'm 50 years old. I fought this this fight, but I don't see the razors or scissors as objects of oppression anymore. I mean, it, it now it's ludicrous to me. We paint our nails, we sing songs, we play guitar, we paint paintings. Humans are artistic creatures, and we do different things to decorate ourselves. I don't yeah. shave my legs. I don't shave my legs. For the male gaze, although it's nice to turn ahead, um, you know, on occasion at my age, <laughs> but I do it because I I appreciate the feel of it myself, the look of it myself. And it I don't see it as oppression anymore, no more than I I, I diss any performer or dressing any way they as sexual as they want to. Um, a they're selling a product and B that's their self expression. That is their art. Who am I to say?
6: Yeah, I'm I mean
5: yeah, I mean I I am lucky enough,
6: um I have really fine hair on my legs. But I haven't shaved my legs since like high school. I just I don't I just ah, don't. But no, no. but um <laughs> but I mean if I did, <laughs> like that would be cool and if I didn't, like that would be cool as well. Like to be completely honest, like I think that as a feminist community, we have much bigger fish to fry than to be worried about, like, what the next woman is doing with her fucking leg hair. Like, um, I don't, you know, right. just, I don't find leg hair attractive. <laughs> I don't find leg hair attractive. Like, and that's, that's fine. I mean,
5: yeah,
6: I, I think that. Um, We're down
5: to boys shaving their chests and backs now, too. I mean, everybody has their own thing. Yeah. It's I know. Every, I know every style changes. Behavior. Uh huh. So I mean, it's just it's it's
6: personal preference. There's a lot of policing that that is called policing, and I I'm not here for it. I am not here right. for for someone else to tell me what what I should or should not find attractive or or not. Um, well, what she should have done was ask you some questions. What she should have said was, "Oh, why do you, why do you, why do you think that that is gross? You know, and and you." probably would have said, oh, I think that um, a lot of body hair is not attractive, so, that you know, that's why I said, ill. Now, if she wants to question why you personally think that body hair is repulsive or whatever, then, like, she has too much time on her hands, to be honest, because, like, I mean, like, what else is there to say? It wasn't like, even she about... Like it, she just don't like it. <laughs>
5: And in, in, in one of the comments, I said it's not even about shaving or not shaving. I said had, the, the, the nylons look like gorilla hair. It's like trying to masculinize yourself to look more male to not attract males or whatever. And I guess what it comes down to me as a survivor of rape um, is that basically we should be able to walk down the street naked earn Victoria's Secret for whatever we want and not be raped and this is when you talked about the broader scope of white westernization and hegemony over the planet this is one of the downfalls of of that happening is we've made our bodies dirty and and taboo made sexuality you know, fuck shaming um, and, and then conversely sell everything with it I mean, it, it's actually uh, there. There has to be a psychology word for it. There has to be probably a new cultural word for the mental illness this entails to do this. Where cultures that walk around half naked, rape was unknown. It was taboo. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've made ourselves and do something we're not. I agree. I agree. Agree. Hundred
1: ten percent.
5: Well, cool, let's so, get back to your discussion. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, I, definitely thanks. Uh, thanks nice for calling in. It meet Anne, you, Diane. So. Nice to meet you, all. Well.
5: All
1: right, just going to put you on mute. <clears throat> Again, if any of you all, <laughs> if any of you all have any questions or want to chime in and have a comment, uh, the call in line is three one zero nine eight two four two seven three. So, oh my God! Goodness. Sorry about that. So, um, again, we've been talking about uh, male privilege and um, the male gaze and whatnot. So, um, what, what do you think that you know? Obviously, I'm I'm an MC and you know I rap. You you've heard me before and whatnot. Um, how do you think the best way to combat The male gaze as far as the entertainment Industry is concerned Because obviously there are such things as You know the female gaze The queer gaze you know these are obviously um, Other types of gazes that exist But obviously they are underrepresented Which which is why Most people probably are unaware That they even exist This far so how do you Think that we can Combat that or start To combat something like that
6: Well, I'm not in the entertainment industry. Um
1: <laughs> wanna
6: preface with that. <laughs> um, but I think first and foremost is that we um have to start being honest about um we have to start being honest. I, I would just say that um I think a lot of um a lot of conversations about bodies and what bodies should look like and how they should work and, and what they should do are very monolithic. Um I don't think um I think that to even even the male gaze is even detrimental to young men because I think uh, young heterosexual men I should say um because that is who the gaze caters to.
5: Um because
6: right. it it limits um it takes them out of sense what they're naturally attracted to. Um I think that um,
0: it,
6: we are not the we we are a diverse group of people, so we are naturally attracted to a diverse range of things. Like a, a right. small waist and a big booty is not like the standard um, of the standard measure of attractiveness, and people are attracted. To people who look differently Um I I even know this like as a fat girl Like I know I know this for a fact Like some people are just Attracted to different things Um but I think that The male gaze Um Uplifts One one type of ideal And sets it as a standard Um that that everyone should be trying to get to Um And or that everyone should be Attracted to um so I think that a lot of denial, a lot of self-denial happens for folks who are attracted to, to things that are not represented um, in our media um, through right. the through a male gaze. Um, so I would just say I, I just think that that's probably most important is just being honest about um, the different types of of women that um, folks are dealing with. I mean, like.
1: I always like to see
6: I mean, um go ahead.
1: No, no, you can go ahead. Right, I can chime in after you finish.
6: I was gonna say I always like to see I always like to see rappers wise. Um because Wait. then you see like, okay, so this this is what you really like. Like this is what Wait.
1: You said you um, like to see them what?
6: I like to see rappers their wives, like their partners. Okay. And their partners never look like the women who are in their videos, or the women, or even the women that they describe when they rap. Um, right. So that's all I to say that. Yeah, and
1: and you know what? And the the thought I had is this is this is exactly why, um, as they like to say, feminism is for everybody, and it's something that's absolutely um necessary. I mean, speaking as twenty five year old black male who obviously is equipped with his own who is aware of his of his own privileges, I like fat girls and I I have no shame in admitting that.
0: <laughs> and I just
1: put it on the air too, so you know, obviously I have no shame. But I've had no How shame in admitting you. that uh,
0: <laughs> but you know,
1: you know, but it's just it's just funny because, um, you know, obviously being being an MC and obviously being in, in different social circles and being in the different circles that I've that I've been in, you know, obviously the the expectation, as far as me, as or as far as I've been concerned, is that you know, I either like white girls, I like light skinned women. Or, you know, I I like what these typical video models I guess if you will, um, would look like. And more often than not when I when I when I've expressed my interest in uh plus size women, um, whether it be at a concert, at a party, or just out in public somewhere, you know, more times than not they throw shade at me. Or they like to throw shade. You know. Oh, Brooks is a chubby chaser. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, Brooks. Brooks is trying to get himself prepared for the winter time, for cuffing season, and all of that. That type, that kind of, you know, dumb stuff. And you know, I kind of, I kind of feel like, well, I feel like, you know, like you said, the mailgate definitely limits. Because while I brush 90% of that stuff off, it does kind of get annoying. It does kind of get annoying that, you know. And I know that others definitely have it way have it have it way worse, but you know, for people to get shamed for being attracted to what they're attracted to because it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't fit a standard of of um what people say is attractive or <clears throat> what people should look like. For example, you know, that's kind of why I don't like. Oh wait, looks like we got a caller. Okay. And Raina is on the line. What's
3: going on? Oh, well, um, not too much. I mean, finish your thought. <laughs> By all not, means, really, I mean, not done. Not, well, I, 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 I was pretty
1: much I was pretty, I was at the end of it anyway. But um, what's going on?
3: Okay. Um, not too not too much. Um, I I've been really enjoying the conversation. Um, and I I did enjoy your article um a lot, um, because it just kind of shows how. You know how um, complicated you know the issue is. You know, and um, Very much I think sometimes so. people really, I think a lot of people, you know, really think of it more in simplistic terms. But I guess my my whole my whole issue with this with the male gaze is is, is sort of in its overrepresentation, and and not only in its overrepresentation, but sort of like what those representations mean. Like um, even when there's like the sort of the male gaze that sort of gets put on male bodies generally shows them, like, doing something powerful. Oh, <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? So, like, when you Most see male mean, bodies that are, like, really, they're really tough and they're really, you know, they're they're getting it. You know what I mean? Right. And they're doing wasn't, stuff. Hey, you know? But, like, wasn't women.
1: The video? Wasn't that in the <laughs> video you showed me? Uh, the video you posted earlier? Yeah, 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 yeah. Earlier with, yeah, um, yeah I actors? And that's why
3: I chose it, because it, cause it, cause he basically captured a lot of, um, my sort of issues with it he, that I couldn't verbalize at the time but um, and then the other issue is like of course um, it is it sort of robs women of agency and it also like reinforces a lot of these like horrible stereotypes about like women who are beautiful and you know sort of being dumb or just you know being exactly. just good for, for sex and then, then of course it, it adds to the to this really mistaken idea that women who are not, you know, beautiful in terms of the Eurocentric standard, you know, are somehow unrapeable or you know, un, you know what I mean, like undesirable, right, exactly. you know, un- unfuckable, you know what I mean. That's not, Um, and right, and that is that is is it's really problematic. I mean, because there, I mean, I've seen it. um, you know, particularly in the atheist community, and I'm just bringing this up because I I know of a couple of bloggers in particular who've been attacked viciously, you know, people who've made rape threats and then people who've gone back, people who made the same rape threats going back and saying, this person's unrapeable, no one would even rape you because you're ugly. Uh, You know what I mean? Wonderful. How wonderful is that? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I just I just thought I would bring up that point because, cause, I mean, those are sort of the things that I think make it problematic for me. And, I, and just for me personally, like, it would just be refreshing to go to a movie, <laughs> you know what I mean, where you just saw something different for a change.
6: Right. You know what right. I mean? Nothing like, you real. just saw it
3: from a different perspective. Like, maybe there's not a really long, slow pan over a woman's body. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> maybe you right. know, maybe there's a different kind of maybe shot you're, and it's the same shot right? <laughs> yeah, right.
6: like yep.
3: it seems like, and it's it's so overused, and it's and it's it's a crutch, and it, it is it's so it's limiting from a creative point of view for you know, and and especially for people who like enjoy movies, like I enjoy movies, I consume movies a lot, and I like you know, I'm I'm an avid fan, like, but I find like especially with American movies, like I'm really bored. You know, mm-hmm. I'm bored with this shot. I've seen this shot a million times.
6: Right. You know? Right. Right. So,
0: Brenda,
3: where did you now, say you were from? I'm sorry. Did you say where Where are you from? I'm from. Oh, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm from America, but I like. I like a lot of foreign movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, where do you live?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm. Oh, I'm actually
3: in Maryland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, the, I was like, I was like, did I say American movies? Like, I'm not American. Like, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Let me be clear.
3: I'm American, and I mostly like foreign movies. No. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Right. I'm
1: pretty sure. This, um, I like that. What you just said just now kind of reminded me of what um, what's the, uh, I think his name's Tim Reid. He was on uh, MHP, I think, like a week or two ago. Talking about mm-hmm. foreign movies, and he said the reason American movies don't sell well overseas is because they're redundant and the stories aren't very good. And I think mm-hmm. that that's that's especially true. And that's, I, I honestly think, especially in the entertainment industry, I think lots of folks are kind of afraid to kind of venture out from that male gaze. You know, they're they're kind of mm-hmm. afraid to 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 try something new. I mean, obviously, like I said, there are I'm pretty sure there are filmmakers and musicians and um, and other entertainers who have, you know, who have presented their own respective art, you know, from other gazes. However, again, they're underrepresented, and I think a lot of a lot of the higher ups, you know, the people that help these movies get into the, the different theaters and help musicians kind of get to where they go. And well, now they're afraid to take a chance because they're afraid, you know, well, this won't kind of sell well. You know, people they think people probably aren't really interested in that. And I think that's they have that's a formula,
3: and the formula has worked in the past, and they don't think that they can alter the formula and get right. good results. But I think that I think that you can alter the formula. You I, know what I mean? Mean. <laughs> it's just you know you don't have to make major changes to the formula. It's not to say that you can never hand over a woman's body. It's just can we just not do it all the time? Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Right.
1: It, exactly. Yeah. I mean and they should they should especially not to completely switch the gears, but you know, it was believed um a couple years ago that um like Nolan's uh Dark Knight Um, Dark Knight movie, or maybe it was Batman Begins, or maybe it's just the series as a whole. Um, Actually, I think it was Batman Begins. But there was a belief that that movie, like, the reason that movie took so long to get made is because there was a belief in the entertainment industry that a movie that was, you know, so dark and, you know, didn't feature a lot of humor and, you know, it didn't really have a happy ending or anything, there, you know, it wouldn't really sell well because Americans tend to like the cliché happy, you know, happy ending, everything works out, everyone's happy, yahoo. And, well, you know, yeah, obviously I mean, it's kind it, of like, and sorry. They, you know, they took a chance. All I was going to say is, you know, they took a chance on it, and obviously it happened to work out, which kind of opened the door for, um uh, um, you know, other type of movies within, you know, within that genre to to kind of um, get the free range to, to get produced. Um, what were you saying? Or what were you going to say?
3: No, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, like, a, a something that just brought, that you mentioning, you know, superheroes like Batman, you know, just brought to mind. It's just, just the ridiculous, you know, um, sort of, uh, costuming and the way that they construct female characters in comic books and, you know, superheroes, you know, and that sort of, you know, action sort of stuff, like putting them in high-heeled boots and stuff. Like, who yeah, is running I've around saving the world in high-heeled boots? Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Like, an right. And really, when, if
6: you were going you were, to, you I've would take them off. I'd take my shoes off.
1: Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you know what's interesting? Um, uh, I just got the Injustice: uh, The Gods Among Us game from my PS3. Um, it's the basic oh, story that is, that is that some is. of the. He- I know I'm, I'm, about to talk, I'm about to explain it. So um, I was. Uh, it's basically some of the heroes, like the, from the Justice League, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. You know, a bunch of the heroes basically get warped into this other world or into this. Uh, other universe where um, where Superman is evil. Like, all the good guys are bad, and all the bad guys are the good guys and whatnot. Now, some of the characters, um, some of the main characters got um, costume changes. One of the things I thought was interesting was Wonder Woman. Most of the other male characters in this, and there aren't very many female characters uh, in this game, but most of the male characters basically... Look the exact same, except for, you know, maybe a, a slight change, you know, a little minor change, something that you can still like. Batman's suit still looks like him; it's just a different shade of gray, for example. Um, now one, but Wonder Woman, for example, and she's the only character I noticed that really had this difference. You, you know, what, you know, what her normal outfit kind of looks like. It's you know, the red, white, and blue, or the red, yellow, and blue, whatever. whatever. Um, but in this bizarre universe, for example, and honestly, Raina, this um, brings up some I definitely am you going know, to mention later as far as video game characters. Um, when, she, when Wonder Woman is revealed in this bizarre world, for example, um, is revealed in this bizarre world, uh, instead of her normal, regular outfit, she now has on, like, next to nothing. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Her top is is open, is open, and it the like the outlines pretty much outline her breasts, and they go all the way down. And I couldn't really see what her bottom half looked like looked like uh what it looked like, but you could definitely see her top half, and the camera definitely had an up close shot of that
0: mm.
1: as part as part mm. of the. Now, I I kinda of thought that was interesting and I I I honestly kinda of wondered why. You know, of all because, the characters
3: because women who dress skimpy she's... are obviously
1: immoral. But, not well yeah. not only that, but she's the only one who's expected to fight like that. None of the other none mm. of the other characters got drastic outfit changes as far as mm. uh as far as them. But she got a drastic change. Not only did she get a drastic change, but they got some of the shots that we spoke about earlier, as far as up close, you know, up close shot of her of her body parts in a game that's mm-hmm. obviously aimed at men my age. All right, and
6: it's, it also just reinforces this idea that as a woman, no matter what you're doing, um, whether you're at work fighting crime, being a parent at school, whatever you're doing, you are subject you are being assessed um according to like what your desirability is to um to a male a male audience. Um that that's kind of the other really problematic aspect of the male gaze is that there's it's dominant in the fact that it is represented over other types of gazes but also in the fact that it it can be very controlling over the lives of over the lives of women like i know that when i walk down the street like even if even if i've made a conscious decision to like wear like just some sweats or like some leggings and a t-shirt i'm still very aware that there are going to be some people who look at what i have on and are having comments you know there I know that when I walk past a group of men on the street that they're they are looking and assessing me and like what I look like um, and my where I am on the scale of, of desirability. Um and and that is problematic, um in a lot of ways because I I'm just a person and and I'm just walking down the street like but can I live? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay, hold on. Um, we got one caller on queue. She's been waiting for a while, which is partially my fault because I turned I turned away from the um, computer. Uh, six, seven, eight. This is me. What's
4: going on? Hello. Can you hear me? Well, I just yeah, have something okay. to add. I um. All right. I agree with everything that's been said so far. I just wanted to make a quick point. Um, going back to film in the movies, the character I don't know if it's the caricaturing or the caricaturization of women who are less than their Eurocentric idea of beauty. Like let's say if it's a larger woman or maybe a woman who is um not necessarily what's considered um mainstream beautiful. They are typically played as either they're gonna be the goofball or the comic relief or something like that yep. in a movie for the most yeah. part. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing that I find, you know, why can't, you know, a woman who looks that way And any of them are, you know, well, I'm not even going to say anything. For the most part, they are beautiful women, but they are never portrayed as such. They're portrayed as the joke of the film, the butt of the joke, yep. and, you know, the person who's going to take the brunt of everything, <laughs> you know. And um, then the other side of that is, let's say, and I can't even come up with an name for film right now, but um, in films that I've seen, Typically women who are let's say the love interest or the good girl that the guy is in love with and, you know, is um is, is the one that you take home to mom is the, you know, slender, light skinned girl, <laughs> you know, that, you know, um, is fits that mold. But the woman who may be of like a darker colouring or more voluptuous or something like that, she's the the um vixen. You know, that's trying to steal her man, or that's going to, you know, maybe lead him in the wrong direction or something. Yeah, like that. uh, Two can play that game. Exactly. (laughs) You know, things like that. And so that's another. Every movie Gabrielle Union's ever been in, almost. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking about. (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly who I was thinking about So that is one of my Concerns I just feel like you know Every time it you know there's no Even um what is this The mo- movie that Monique did That was supposed to be you know um, What was that movie called anybody remember People um, watch Monique movies no, just I, <laughs> I did You know <laughs> I did I guess you know Just as a bit of a curiosity Um but I forgot what the movie was called. It's, um, it was kind of whack, but the but the idea was good. But still, you know, I feel like even though she was playing, supposed to be playing as, you know, the big girl who um, was going to be the love interest in the movie and all that, it still had that sense of her becoming a caricature. You know, it's like they just can't let that go. She couldn't, you know, be
2: dignified throughout the film, down. you know. Is that the one that was called uh-huh. Back Girls and they spelled it like t h a t Yeah, that's in my collection right next to Soul Plane. It is
4: exactly you know, and yeah, I was hoping. I guess I was hoping for too much in that movie. Actually, providing some sort of you know real message or something like that. And yeah, one way shelter. Yeah, well, it's
1: kind of
6: like it's kind of like how.
1: Oh, okay, hold on, on a second. We've got um, about 35 seconds left in the show, mm-hmm. um, so we're about to end. But before the show cuts off, I wanted to get Cecily to – could you tell us your Twitter handle and how we where we can read your uh, articles at?
6: Yes. Yeah, so um, I am a writer for Um You can also follow me on Twitter at Bad Bitch Society. I would love to tell you all about the handle. Follow me on Instagram at bad fat black girl, um, and just look me up on Facebook, by Bowen. Um, I'm I'm around. You can find me, or ask MC Brooks. <laughs> cool.
1: Yeah. Well, the show just <laughs> well the show just kind of cut off. Um, I mean, we can continue the conversation because apparently it still records a little bit after as far as the podcast. Yeah, it goes the into iTunes. All right, so yeah, um, okay, I can carry on with the conversation. I just had to, I just had to get that out before the show ended, because <laughs> everyone's not gonna be able to listen. Oh, no. In. <laughs> no. I was trying to make would? sure that I could be... fit as many people in as possible.
2: Um, yeah, <laughs> I got Um, now I, I got, I, I'm really ignorant to a lot of the pop culture stuff. Like, like when I hear like the Serena Williams says something, or like that Beyonce Knowles. Did something I'm like Oh what's going on there Like it, it, It's like It's something From a foreign world So I gotta go Digging it But I, I wonder Cause you know I, I am I'm ignorant To a lot of stuff Um, You think she gets The responses That she gets uh, The Beyonce knows uh, For the You know Things that she does And not just Cause she's black But cause She's not being the sort of black that white supremacy has tried to engineer black to be. Like she isn't, you know, you know, she doesn't have a bunch of kids on welfare to stand. She doesn't have a bunch of um, like, I guess you would call them scandals either. Not a bunch of lawsuits floating around her head. So there's uh, like maybe maybe an extra scrutiny. Is that possible? I don't know.
6: I, I think that all of the above are true. I think mm-hmm. that um. Um, it's, anytime I talk about Beyonce now I kind of giggle to myself Because some of some of the readers of Feminist Things Say that I'm a Beyonce apologist um, <laughs> But But the, But I mean the truth is She gets a lot of shit That she does not deserve um, Like because Let's Let's, let's just like, really think about who this is. This is a woman who has been in the entertainment industry since she was, since before she was even 18 years old, since she was, like, 10. She has been in this industry. Like, Beyonce does not have a college degree. I don't even know if Beyonce has a high school diploma, to be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not even sure what, what or educational GD. background. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I have no idea what Beyonce's educational background is. Um, no, one, no one knows, you know, I, I haven't. Even like thought to look it up, but I am very privileged in that. Like I went to university and like I took gender studies courses, and um, I, I paid a lot of damn money to to know what I know about feminism and about the movement and about um, you know about all of these different concepts about the male gaze, about white privilege. Like I paid a lot of damn money to learn about that stuff. So I have I have big respect. For uh, for for women who can say, you know,
5: um,
6: yeah, th- you know, this has just been my experience at my job, and I think that it's kind of fucked up, and. You know, I guess that might make me a feminist. I'm not sure, but, you know, this is just how I feel while I'm at my job sometimes, and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and keep doing my thing, but, you know, I just think that this is kind of messed up, so, I, you know, and I and I do what I can for women. I'm very in tune with, like, what it means to have relationships with other women. I'm very in tune with, you know, um, what the struggles of women are. So, you know, I like to think about it and, you know, like, do do, do my business, like, move along, like, And that is the experience not only for, like, Beyonce as an entertainer, but, like, that's the experience of women. Like, And and a lot of women don't even have the extra stuff where they can get to a place to, like, identify a a feminist thought or, like, a feminist idea. Um, A lot of women actually perpetuate, like, that kind of patriarchal sexist way of thinking about themselves and about thinking about other women. So I just... that That's a comment
4: that I made just... Go ahead. Not too long ago that women are actually possibly the biggest enforcers of the male gaze than even men are, you know, because oh, yes, we really honey. reinforce those ideas. We push it on each other from mothers yes. to daughters even to even daughters I'm, and everything. Yeah.
6: I'm looking at whether your weed looks natural, whether you look like your feet, right. or not, whether you look like, I mean, like, that is just stuff that <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. should Should you have worn some different right. underwear under that dress. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Right, but you I think, can, I, know, well, I think, I, I think, un, I think, what people uh, or what some people don't think about is that un or unlearning patriarchy is a process. It's not a point that everyone, I think, gets to. It's something that is continual and that you know even that everyone has to do on a pretty much a, a daily basis. You know, it's something a that we have to continue yeah. to work at. Yeah, you know, it's a journey. You know, because sometimes. It's kind of, it's it's hard, you know, especially me being, you know, me being a guy and me being used to thinking and saying certain things, you know, as I've done my whole life and then having to really check myself on that and really, you know, because my thought process has changed, but sometimes, you know, even I still slip up and, and I say things that, you know, contradict a rant I may have on Twitter or contradict uh, something I put on Facebook earlier, you know. And I, it's it's a process. It's it's not. Yeah. I just like I. I can't say I'm completely free of it because I don't. I I I think even just being here in America, it will be somewhat close to impossible to completely escape some of the thoughts that we that that patriarchy has, yeah, or that that right. causes people to have. But I was gonna I say think,
3: that's probably and a oh, go ahead.
4: Oh no! So I was just going to say that I think patriarchy, like overcoming that, is a very active process and everything. It's because of how we're raised and everything. It's really ingrained in our psyches and it's very hard to escape from it. So you have to be very active in the way you process things to do other than Wait. what you would naturally do. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Right.
3: No, um, I was just going to say that it's it's part of why it bothers me, um, and I think a lot of other black women. Well, when you see white. Feminists attacking Beyonce, you know it's it's you know it's like like she has to be perfect, you know what I mean, or she or she mm-hmm. can't be right. She can't participate. She can't have anything to say, you know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, like that comedian said um, that a black person has to fly where a white person can walk, and also I, right. I think I heard um, er, earlier what they right. say, uh, where you were saying. Um that like they want her to be like this. Uh, what was the word? Like a role model or something like for feminists in general. Like you think that maybe yeah, like, like, like um, the um that that lust for the black women to be the mammy uh, sort of deal. Like I hear this with my sister. You know, like um she's always at work uh, giving these folks advice, and they're coming to her. They come to her crying about their problems. Yeah, And she like, comes up and bro. tells me that she's telling about that, and I'm like, you're t- you're telling these. Spoiled, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say spoiled, these spoiled college kids over here crying about their little beer bong party. and uh, But your, your daughter over here has half her head cut off by bullies at school, and she's cutting herself. Right. Like like that's mm-hmm. that system that you black woman, you take care of our white kids, and don't worry about your black kid. We'll put them in a privatized school. We'll take care yeah. of your black kid. Don't worry about that. Trust right. us. And then and then
3: it, and then it also it sucks for Beyonce because she's damned if she do, does not she's damned if she doesn't. Because exactly. Over here, yep. over here on the on the on the on the, um, the white feminists are attacking her because she's not feminist enough. On the black side, right. they're like, "Girl, you better you better put on some clothes and uh, stop." Stop gyrating and twerking all over the stage. Yes, Don't you know yes. Our politics and respectability you know I mean? are not
6: going to save us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we need to. We need to like that. Like when, Marcus, when you want to talk about politics and respectability on the show, like have me call in for that too. Because we've, that we've show, talked about it like, on the
3: Sunday show before. But you're welcome to join yeah. us on the Sunday show, even if Marcus doesn't talk about it again. We'd love to have you. I'm sure. So, yes, yeah, like because that like, we always grind, talk about like, feminism.
6: Uh yep. like I just adults politics and respectability, that like to be honest, like that is my life's work to like calm the like the effects, the harmful effects of like respectability yeah. politics. Like so it, like our belief in them just like we are a whole- one of my professors asked me to talk to her. She was like teaching an intro. Feminism, course, and she was like, I feel like they're really struggling through this. And um, I really want, you know, that song, um, Yankin', that it's, um, it's this rapper. Oh, yeah, it's pussy be yankin'. Yes. <laughs> she makes me talk about her, how pussy B. And I wrote, and I wrote
3: this piece, of like an to her, like, you know, like, you know, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> Marcus,
2: <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um,
6: but, but I wanted, to, so I was talking to them about um, about her piece, and and I was like, you know, so like what are y'all problems? Because they obviously had a problem with the song and the video. I'm like, so what are y- what are our problems with this song? And they were legit. Like, I mean, how is she gonna expect me to respect her? Like. Their, all of their pushback on this song was about, like, how respectable she was being to herself and how how men were going to find her and how she could expect anyone to treat her certain well if she was treating herself in that way. Like, it, like our politics of respectability are so deeply rooted. And, like, I can't even say that, like, I'm completely, just, I would be lying if I said that, like, I was completely detached like from from politics of respectability. Like I think especially for me, like when um when it comes to like kids, I'm always like, Your kids should not be outside looking cra like looking dirt you know? Like that's not just about like me being concerned about the welfare of children. That it has to do with the fact that I don't think that it is respectable that children look dirty when they're outside. You know, like it's a little it's a cla it's
3: a classes thing too. Exactly. Yeah. Very classic. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. But I mean, no. And go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, no, finish your thought. I'm sorry. I'm no, enjoying this. I was just about to go on a
6: whole <laughs> rant about how pussies really do yank. Because of like cable exercises, but that is me even there. We don't even have to go there. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh
0: my god, oh, we, really we should do. totally go there.
3: We should totally yeah. go there. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> but I think when you're like, beat it top like top a drum, that's a little unbelievable. But I mean, her pussy could very well Get actually it. yank. Like, yeah.
1: Get it from the side like a motherfucking bass drum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old all Wayne. wow
3: well um
1: i definitely but i know i definitely do i definitely think i will probably uh end up doing a show on that i definitely well, one show um i definitely i uh i've been thinking about is i kind of want to do a show on minorities or certain certain groups taking back words I mean, I I kind of, I'm not sure how exactly I'm going to frame it, but I kind of want that to be the the center of it. Like, you know, black people obviously taking back nigger and being able to use it, you know, um, homosexuals and like fag and whatnot, women, as far as using the word bitch. He says, like, I kind of want to do something on that, but I uh, I don't know how I'm going to frame it. So I'm probably going to put down the back burner. Right now, but that definitely comes nothing. I, I definitely want to do in the future at some point.
0: Okay.
1: Wow. Whoa. Oh, that was right. a great show.
6: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, was sorry no, I was like three what? minutes late.
1: No, no, oh, you're fine. I was, I was not timing it, so it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I was, I'm was i over here laughing at more of the, the Paula's Best Dishes hashtag. They're still going in on this. But wait, okay,
6: wait. Tell me, tell me about it again.
1: Okay, there's a story that came out. It's on Jezebel and Salon. Um, it originated on the National Enquirer, so I, I didn't think it was accurate, but appa- CNN has reported on it now, which I'm not still not sure of you know <laughs> that means nothing. I don't know if that's really all <laughs> I don't know if that means much but um there's a lawsuit there's uh, people former employees are suing Paula Dean and her brother for um sexual and racial harassment basically saying oh, that they
6: use, shit.
1: yeah basically saying basically saying that you know that they they uh consistently used uh like nigger around them that you, that they made they made blacks and whites use separate bathrooms um, and that um
3: <laughs> you gasp like you own the Paula Deen cookbook girl <laughs> my mama loves Paula
6: Deen and I just wait till I tell her this my mama is gonna be heartbroken <laughs>
0: yeah, and,
1: like, and, and she, and she, and, and she, and the thing is, she admits that she's used, the, that she used the N-word, that she said nigga. Yeah. That she's used yeah. it. Well, maybe so, I there's mean, right now, her, about
3: Paula her, for years, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, her lawyer, her lawyer is, is calling all the allegations false. But, again, that's, um, that's, um that's that's part of it, and then there's there was another part this isn't mentioned in the c n n article but it's mentioned in the jezebel one that says um um she said that she that, that she wants to hi, she wants to hire black cater waiters To pretend to be slaves at an old school Southern wedding.
6: Oh, bitch, you crazy as hell. See, Paula,
1: (laughs) bitch. Listen,
6: you can cook your ass off, and I always wanted to come to your house and eat. But bitch, listen, you are taking it too far.
3: That's what. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't eat at anyone's house who who would serve me deep fried butter for dessert. I'm sorry. (laughs) You right. Get ready to do. And that's Wait, cool. she made? That's she cool. that? Yeah, she has something on her stuff. Like deep fried butter. She
1: uses a lot of butter on her stuff. Like yeah. it is. Like she she. Like bucket with butter. She, like, yeah, she'll use like half a <laughs> wow. bucket of country crocker on one thing. Well <laughs> like, got the nerve thing. to
6: be racist because she know damn well she got half them recipes from black people anyway.
1: Really, white this people also like
6: that.
3: That's sad. Well, they do some of them, but no. But my, but my, the worst one I saw was she had she had boiled the lobster in butter, and then she 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 basically you know chopped it up and then put big chunks of lobster into shot glasses of butter. Are you supposed to like take a shot of butter with a little
6: bit of lobster in
1: it? Yeah. <laughs>
6: Okay,
3: this
6: is good.
1: Oh my god. I'm not wow. <laughs> that's why she has died. I can't be a part of it because of that. Right. Okay. And that's where and that's where the hashtag I think uh Brokie on on Twitter started the hashtag and it was all downhill after that. Or uphill. How it people say, know that. who started
6: a hashtag. Uh
1: no no, well I, well I, I someone mentioned someone mentioned her. Someone mentioned and said that she started. That's why I said that I think she started. But I, I don't
0: actually.
1: I I don't know. But like some of the some of the stuff is hilarious. Like hold on, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Bell curve burgers, lettuce
3: from a Burger yeah. in Birmingham jail. Yeah, the um, back of the bus biscuits. Um, <laughs> macaroni and cheese. Yeah,
1: that's, my, that's in the water one of my knowledge. favorite ones. We shall yeah. over crumb cake. Um House vine- House
3: Negro vinaigrette. <laughs> <laughs> Trayvon, yeah,
1: martini. Trayvon martini. Trayvon <laughs> hey, martini. Yeah. Hey, keep this one right here. The only N word Paula won't say is nutrition.
6: Ooh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's cold. That's cold blooded. <laughs>
1: swear. This is like oh yeah. Egg whites because she won't eat the colored part. Uh, what the fuck they have? Um, lynchable. Yeah, I heard
3: someone say separate but equal omelets or something. Was yeah. <laughs> separate.
1: <laughs> they were they like they they completely they they went in and they've been going in all they've been going in since this morning, and it's like yeah they
0: it's,
1: have it's ten eighteen at night and people are still going in on this hashtag. Some of them, some I
6: of them what are. Wondering. What? I'm wondering if she's gonna like lose her endorsements and shit. Hmm. Because, because to the point. truth be told, she probably won't. Probably, probably not. She still gonna have a show. She still gonna have all that shit.
1: Mm. Yep. Yep. I'm the fresh prince of bell pepper. <laughs> okay. oh, oh wow! wow. Right. I'm not here for this. Right. 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 So Hold on, hold on. Whites,
3: on. whites only rice. Oh, no. I heard I heard civil rice earlier. Civil rice. <laughs>
0: God. <laughs> strange fruit. Yeah. Strange fruit punch.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh, talk. my God. Strange fruit. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was witty like that. I really
1: want to be witty like that. That's why I, I said earlier. Like some of these people on Twitter, like people who don't use Twitter, are really missing out on some sheer brilliance. Like people on here could really write for sitcoms. This shit, is yes,
6: too much. like
1: <laughs> they could, they could really, they could really write for for sitcoms. Maybe they should write for SNL since SNL is not funny. Oh, bad oh, days.
3: guys, guys, I think you guys will like this one: Rever- reverse racism ravioli. <laughs> <laughs>
6: This is like, these people are
3: crazy.
1: Oh, I, I heard um, fucking nigs Nick, hey, in the blanket. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I
3: saw that one. I saw that one. Um, or I want my country back ribs.
1: Oh, yeah, no, I saw um, fucking give us our freedom fries.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Back. Well, we oh, could wow. probably go in
3: on that all day. But I had a great time, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm actually join the, the conversation.
6: metro. Um, I'm trying to figure out how ratchet it will be of me to drink Jameson on the train, but that is to be oh. determined. <laughs> <laughs> All so,
1: right. So, um,
6: yeah, I will holler at y'all. Thank y'all so much for having me.
1: No problem, Sassy. <laughs> All right. I'll talk Sorry. to you soon, love. All right. Bye. Thanks All right. Process. Bye.
3: Bye. 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 Everyone. bye. Everyone. bye.
2: All right. Have a good one there.